gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. I have one question. Yes. For all of New York. Yes. New York. <laughs> Who's your daddy now? <laughs> I just want to know. I want an answer and I want it quick. New York. Who's your daddy? Should hey. I say Go. the Astros? Oh, the Astros? It's not Big Papi anymore. It's not me. Who's your daddy? I want to ask New York. <laughs> Uh, it might be the Astros. I don't know yeah. why you're asking. Baseball season's <laughs> over. Yeah, no, it's I don't, not. There's no baseball anymore. Baseball, the, the, baseball season is over. The fall there's, no more, there's no more baseball. It's just football and basketball season now. There's no more <laughs> baseball. There's absolutely nothing to talk about. Nothing happened last night. No baseball topics are to be brought up on this show. Well, did the Yankees technically play in the ALCS if they didn't win a game, or does that does it still count? No, no, no it, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. They only had like three <laughs> three hits going into last night's game. So, yeah, yeah. Well, what least, was it? Bryce Harper had three three home runs ooh. in the NLCS, and the Yankees had three hits going into Game Four of the ALCS. So, yeah, it was fine. It's tough. We're fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, hopefully it was the last uh, last time we'll see Aaron Judge in, uh, in pinstripes why? as well as he's why? up to free why agency. Why are you so mean? <laughs> why? I, can't, I can't just have the loss. I have to deal with that as well. Don't well, do that. I'm trying to follow along as, as much as I can Don't here. do that to me. You obviously had a much better season as a Yankees fan than I did as a Red Sox fan. So I've yep. got to take my little 15-minute minute seconds of fame here. They have opportunity. made the playoffs damn near every season since – they won the World Series in 2009. I think they missed the playoffs twice. It's not mm-hmm. a winning record. They haven't had a winning, uh, a losing record since like the early 90s. Um, so they've had a winning record every year, but they've missed the playoffs only twice since 2009, I believe. Um, but they have not made a World Series since then. Yeah, and it's weird too because the Yankees have that uh, <laughs> have that expectation. Like um, I remember, it was like. That that was like it's like been three years since Aaron Boone's taken us to a World Series. Fire him, you know. It, yeah, it, it piles up pretty quickly. Uh, the expectation, despite the fact that they're making the playoffs now, maybe, maybe they, the, the maybe giant they have payroll. Been to a World Series since then. I don't remember though. I don't really remember. That I don't in a think World they Series have. Recently. <laughs> it doesn't feel like. I it. think they've been in the ALCS multiple times. I don't think that they've been. They've been to. A World Series since they won it. Yeah. I can't remember a time. It's been, it seems like it's been a while since the Yankees have been in the World Series. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm just glad that Pedro and some of the old Red Sox guys are able to, to poke uh, poke at the, the evil giant while they can as well. Wow. Um, uh, and the Yankees do lose. It does set up the World Series, uh, though. Necessary. Well, I think it's, it's quite necessary. Uh, Astros and Phillies uh, set for the World Series. Now, I'm not a big baseball guy. If we really get like deep into it, I, I could talk about the uh, you know early 2000s Red Sox. That's about as far as I can. You know, and the Huskers for that. <laughs> Go Shane Komen. I love the, 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 uh, the chants and the, and the, um, the crowd reception he had when he was introduced to the hall of fame this past mm-hmm. year but um in any case um it is it is interesting astros and phillies are you going to watch a lot of the world series or have you moved on to basketball and football season i mean i'll catch a cut I'll, I'll try and catch like two games 
Um, hopefully, the, <laughs> hopefully the Phillies. Like I, I wish nothing but sports misery for the city of Philadelphia and the, <laughs> and the city of Houston. Oh, but uh, if I had to choose one, I go with Philly. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see the team that beat you. No. You? Also, I like the Philly fanatic. The the uh, is that the mascot? The mascot. Yeah. Yeah, that green guy. I like the Philly fanatic, and also. Is it wrong for me to like Bryce Harper? Like, are we not, like, as baseball fans that aren't fans of the team he's on, are you allowed to like Bryce Harper? <laughs> Serious question. So. Serious question for the text line. 402-464-5685. Am I allowed to like Bryce Harper? Is it just weird that his star, like, kind of fade a little bit? Oh, it did. In, in Philadelphia, and now it's, you know, he had the biggest home run of his career he's last back. night in the eighth inning. He's back. It's Bryce Harper mania. It's right. It's like it's two thousand what fourteen again. I don't know what year he came something in. Something like that. Yeah, I don't something know like exactly that. when he came in. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know when he first when he first came in the league and for a couple years at in Washington he was that dude. Yeah. And then like his last two years and like his first year with Philly it was just like oh yeah Bryce Harper's still good but he isn't the face of MLB and no. now in this playoff he is he has brought himself back into the limelight. Uh, did you make the make sure the Astros uh, weren't uh, stealing signs this time, or I think is that going to come up? Again? I think they did. <laughs> wow, the roof was open. And and did man, <laughs> the roof was open in Houston. That's why they <laughs> that's why they lost. I cannot. I I can't right now. It's just a bad situation. Uh, so uh, six six one six on the text line says, "What about hockey season? Avs for a repeat." So see, there's everybody's kind of hey, getting in good for to the good, different sports. Good so for lots you, of hockey stuff going on. Yeah, uh, of course, Nebraska basketball also got underway. I want to talk about that as we uh, we'll get we'll make room for football. Don't worry. But uh, did you get a chance to catch any of the uh, preseason exhibition game? I suppose I did not because I don't have Big Ten Plus, and also Dude. I was at a pumpkin patch. Oh, yeah, but it is also pumpkin bed season, so that's fair, and it's the bye week. What were you going to say? I was going to say, dude, Strick was on the call, and I it's know. 10 bucks. I know. I, I paid I don't 10 have... bucks specifically. I could have went to the game and paid $1, I think, uh, on this you know, <laughs> yeah, secondary website. Then but, a big 10 plus. Sorry but I wanted it. to hear Strick. I did. Well, I looked at the highlights uh, that Nebraska was posting, the Huskers were posting yeah. on, their, on their Twitter page, and uh, Strick sounds good. Yes, Strick, Strick sounds, sounds good. good. There you go. Strick sounds good. That is my <laughs> expert analysis on the Eric Strickland being the color commentator for Nebraska basketball and Big Ten Plus. He sounds good. <laughs> he sounds good. Don't you, know what much, you didn't listen, much else but, you want. Uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but in the highlights, <laughs> he sounded excited, especially the Sam Griesel dunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does, he does get excited for that. And that was, uh, to be honest, uh, there was, a few, there was uh, a few dunks in that game that just kind of – brought life into me because I thought that this year this roster like, wow. was going to be a little bit more grinded out and, and that's what's what's best in the long term for Nebraska basketball I think is to kind of get back into that mentality but just a little bit probably less flashy without the McGowan's around here mm -hmm. with spectacular dunks uh Greasel really did you know had had probably the highlight of the night um and they've had, they had a few dunks there so I thought Nebraska basketball looked okay um uh, especially for an exhibition a preseason game they've got uh still to gel you can kind of tell you know they got some stuff to work on Shatter State was as close as six points in the second half uh, before Nebraska made their big run um, and I think too with that game it's it, 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 <laughs> I think that if they would have just fed Derek Walker because Shatter State just didn't have the size no if they no, would have no. just fed Derek if they were playing to like win the game by as many points or had money on it or something like that I don't know and what situation just, would have and come not up. just like spreading it around to see what everybody yeah has. not just like testing it out um 
I, then I think that Derek Walker would have scored a thirty. He could have had a thirty point game. That's you, my yeah. prediction. Was he was he going <laughs> off? I, like I not said, not really. really. They actually struggled with uh, with a little bit of the, kind of the passes inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, got him deflected quite a bit. He only had like six points, but every time they passed to him, it's like. I think they could do that every play. Like if they could make the pass, if they can make the entry pass, I think he can score right by the bucket every play. How much are you? Because I've seen some people complaining about. Well, you can't take much away from this. They're playing Shadron State, blah blah. So how much can you personally take away from from this exhibition match against Shadron State for for Nebraska, uh, based on what you saw? Well, I mean, with Nebraska basketball, it's it's <laughs> sometimes it's just better that you can't take anything away from it, right? <laughs> Remember the first game last year when they lost? It was like, oh, we're in for a, a bad season. Yep. Um, of course, that was an exhibition. The best exhibition game last year was Colorado, which they've got another matchup with they Colorado. Go to Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think that I, you know I don't take away too much from it. I, I think it's kind of for for me it was kind of my first look at a lot of the guys, mm-hmm. and you know I came kind of came away uh, very impressive. Obviously, Obviously, with Gary, who had the biggest game, 9-17 from the floor, 20 points. Uh, I think he had nine rebounds. I mean, he was he was And he was coming leader. off the bench, right? And he came off the bench, and he also, like, his points, a lot of them are, it's not like, hey, we need a bucket, go to Gary. You know, he's getting rebounds, or, you know, he's, he's kind of doing the dirty work uh, to get those points, and so... He had the missed three in the corner. He followed his shot up, got the rebound, and put it back. Yeah. That was him, right? I think, he's ha- I think he had two... I think it was two misses of his own that he put back for for a bucket. That is um, something that last year's team was was severely lacking was offensive rebounding, and I understand yeah. that maybe it wasn't you know him you know banging bodies down low, getting people out of the way, grabbing the board, and going straight up. But just the fact that he's hustling and his hustle led to an offensive rebound is something that last year's team was was lacking. Yeah, and and, and it, it, I think ultimately when I walked away from that game, the starters for what it was worth was uh, Sam Greasel, uh, C.J. Wilcher, uh, Bandamel, Breidenbach, and Walker. Uh, and then Gary obviously was the impact player off the bench. I'm interested to see kind of how deep this team goes because, you know, we'll kind of learn about those guys. I think all those guys will, will definitely play into it. Uh, I know you're a free Oleg guy. It didn't look like he was free necessarily um, going to be getting heavy minutes quite yet. Blaze Keita made his debut, um, a kind of concerning four fouls in 13 minutes. Um, so Nebraska's had big man in the past that uh, are a little bit on, on foul trouble watch. Big man foul trouble. Yep. Uh, he might uh, be. Tradition uh, unlike any other. <laughs> for Nebraska men's basketball. That might be the case again. Maybe not, but he was by far the tallest player on the on the court, and sometimes that's the problem. I remember when Andre Almeida played, and he was just giant. Guys would like go and run run up, fall, because they run right into him, and then he gets the foul, and he's just yeah, like, when you're the, just standing here. Yeah, when you're the biggest guy on the court, that's kind of that's what happens, is you have to be extra, extra careful to make sure that whatever you're doing does not look like in any way that you are able to foul somebody yeah i don't know like duct tape your arms to your sides for some reason when you're on defense and don't try to block a shot because you'll get called for a foul whether it's clean or not you're just bigger than everybody it's not fair yeah so i mean i I think he's got some work to do um i'm really interested to see uh i think ramel lloyd and denim dawson um i just don't know how deep they can go so i think between those two they might be fighting for that eighth role maybe tamanaga kind of falls back into that fight uh, right now, mm-hmm. I would consider him in the rotation, um, and obviously, we we don't know. I mean, they're just kind of testing things out and seeing where it goes from here, and it might be a lot of up and downs. But for what it's worth, against an outmatched uh, 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 Shadron State team, they did uh, win the rebounding battle, and their defense looked pretty solid. That's what um, they kind of focused on this off season. A um, little bit of worried, or not necessarily worried, but. Um, 
concerned. I guess just continues the trend that I'm not sure if this is going to be a great jump shooting team. Maybe this is just one game. C.J. Wilcher, we know, is, is is a bucket at times when mm-hmm. he when he gets going. He did not, so you know these stats could look better. Um, but 23% from the outside uh, gets a shattering state unit. Uh, it's not a good start, but it's the first game. Oh, yeah, is well, that is that good together. defense for Shatter? Is that just bad shooting? No, there's a lot just of a bad was, shooting uh, night. There's a lot of open shots. Yeah, just <laughs> just a bad shooting night. I mean, that's that's something you hope you you believe can get turned around if you're just missing shots, and that's something that you can you yourself can fix. But if it's just the inability to get open shots and forcing things, then that's something that you would probably be more concerned at because at least with jump shots. You can, you know, get in the lab, get in the gym, and, and fix some things. Although that has been the same kind of concern that you've had in the past with Nebraska basketball, especially when it comes to free. How did the free throws look? That's well, that's yeah, there's a always that too. They they were 15 of 21 on free throws. That's 71. percent That's pretty standard. That's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Still we'll not great that. as a team, but it's no. okay. that's okay, I guess. Yeah, you'll accept it. And the assist numbers were good too. I thought Greasel like. Besides the dunk, without the dunk, which was the play, like the standout highlight of the game, he didn't like stand out. He just blended in really well, and he had finished with seven assists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of kind of be his role. Very efficient night from the cl- uh, from the cl- uh, floor, six of nine, fourteen points as their second leading scorer. And I think they'll be in good hands with him moving forward. It's it's kind of a weird because I kind of got in this con- conversation with Tom Stevens, who did the post game show with me last night. Is you know you kind of get into what are the even the expectations for this club, um, and I think that that maybe hurts the overall hype going into the season mm-hmm. because last year you had your first five star you know you know before that you're kind of coming off okay Delano Banton might be an NBA player and and Teddy Allen's here and, and all this type of stuff and this season I don't think you have a whole lot of offseason hype um, but you do feel like they've put in a little bit more the, the gritty work they're going to be more of a team that you can cheer for instead of um, getting frustrated about about their shot selection on offense and then them not getting back on defense you know fast enough because yeah. they just want to push the pace and, and score as many points as they can. I think it's going to be a unit that Nebraska fans connect with better. Um, but it's just strange because I, I mentioned this this the other day. I always say this going into a Nebraska basketball season, and it never happens, but I always say it. I think your goal should be 500 in conference play. Now, that's a, that's a big ask in a lot of seasons. It's not a first-round buy in the turn, conference Yeah, tournament. absolutely. Uh, and it's borderline, you know, mo- more years than not, you're going to be in, in the talks to making it to the big dance. Middle of the pack in the Big Ten usually is a bubble team for the big for, yeah. the, for the national tournament. But it's – but so it, it sounds like any team, right? Any team should at least go for 500. I mean, but that, that sounds like a big ask when talking but about a big ask. basketball. And especially this year's team. It's, it's, so, it that feels like a lot to ask. So with all the struggles that Fred Hoiberg and this basketball team have faced, you know, in, in all of these years that he's been the head coach, and the talk of, you know, after three games, Scott Frost got fired and Fred Hoiberg needs to be looking over his shoulder. That's what people have been saying. That is what, that is what the internet uh, the internet sleuths have been saying. So <laughs> The I, internet 80s. Yeah, the internet 80s have been saying that. What would be, and, I, you know, I'm asking everybody here, so you guys can chime in as well on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, and on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. What would be the record or the expectation for Fred Hoiberg to be back next season, to, to not lose his job this season and to continue being the head coach of Nebraska men's basketball. Is that 500 uh, overall? Is that 500 in conference play? Is that, you know, a first round? Like what, 
what is a benchmark that you're looking at for this basketball team to bring Fred Hoiberg back? Is it just overall marked improvement on the team? Is it being more competitive in every single game and and showing that you're growing as a team? Is it you know uh, undefeated in in non-con play? Although that that's going to be pretty difficult with how cra- how good Creighton is looking. Just don't or, lose or how, the games. How hype Creighton is 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 you're supposed to win. Getting yeah, yeah, you know, win the games you're supposed to win, and then go 500 in conference play, or at least put up a fight in conference play. You know, make it to the second round of yeah. the Big Ten tournament, you know, if if they make the NCAA tournament, they lose in the first round, like, is that that that's definitely oh, that's, good enough. Oh, that's yeah, definitely yeah. good enough well, to that, keep his yeah, job. You know, like a 10-year extension if he makes yeah. the NCAA tournament. So, it's, it's <laughs> what exactly are you hoping to see with this Nebraska ba- men's basketball team to ensure that Coach Hoiberg is back next season? I thought that when I talked about this with Strick, too, uh, I thought he had a good answer for this, is, is just... It, Get yourself out of the cellar of the Big Ten. Okay, you don't have to. Be, it might not be 500, but get up, get that first day by. Okay, there's there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten. Nebraska it feels like an annual tradition when you play the Big Ten tournament. They're in the 13-14 game or, or whatever. And I guess 14-11 game or the 12-13 mm-hmm. yeah. game. Get yourself out of that neighborhood. And I don't care if you're tenth. You know, tenth, ninth, something like that in the, in the Big Ten. Maybe that doesn't quite get you to 500 in Big Ten play, but I think that that's a step forward to where Nebraska just annually is. Mm-hmm. And it it's it's weird because basically with the the hires that the, that Fred Hoiberg made, especially. Um, uh, particularly Adam Howard, kind of the defensive specialist. It's kind of this feels like a Plan B opportunity, similar to what Scott Frost got. Right, mm-hmm. Plan A didn't work. What you hired Scott Frost in in, in Hoiberg for their systems didn't work. Mm-hmm. But they get this extra contract year where you can scale it down, and and they get an, an extra opportunity out of it. Obviously, you got to do better than what Scott Frost Plan B <laughs> showed throughout the first few games. Um, but at Nebraska basketball, there's different expectations. It's not like you know, I mean, it's 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 weird because if Hoiberg does basically what Frost was doing, and they go five and seven at Nebraska comparatively in in basketball, mm-hmm. that might be enough. You know, that's enough for for the Plan B to say they they took a step in the right direction uh, where they're going. Um, and so it's it's kind of it's it's just it's it's weird because there's so many similarities between the the two hires and and just the errors and how they went. Um, but I think you have to remind yourself. We are still talking about Nebraska basketball, so there's not. It's not like what's. Tell me your five-year plan to win a, a Big Ten championship or a national championship in Husker football and basketball. It's just like every five years, be on the bubble. <laughs> Get you know two or three years, be on the bubble. Just, are you make gonna, a tournament once or twice. And are we'll you be gonna? Happy. Are you gonna be the coach to finally win a Big Ten or a, or a uh, NCAA tournament game. Like, yeah. is, that, is that we'll you? Build a statue. Because as soon as you do that, you've got a lifetime contract. <laughs> That's I, don't, right. I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. So we've got a couple of people. Uh, get to the postseason, NIT or the Big Dance, uh, mm-hmm. 500 in conference. Um, Qdoba Guy says, Fred is hard to track progress-wise because he has a new team every year. It's impossible to track progression without having repeat players on a year-to-year basis. I think the thing with Fred is all it takes – is for his transfer portal pickups to hit one year for us to be good. Unfortunately, if they have not hit thus far, I get that where, you know, especially with basketball and with the way that Fred Hoiberg kind of recruits is you get pretty much a new team every single year. So it's hard to say, Oh yeah, they've shown that massive improvement from last year to this year, because I mean, this year you, you don't have your five star, you don't have one of your better defenders in Trey McGowan's. And I mean, you didn't really have him all that much last year. You lost, you know, your, your, 
well, I don't know exactly what to, you lost. Lat Mayan, um, <laughs> <laughs> you lost Uh-oh. your transfer point guard and Alonzo. Like you, you, you're missing. You know, pretty much your entire starting lineup from last year. Sands your center and Derek Walker who decided to come back. And it's hard. It's going to be hard to track progress from last year's team to this year's team unless you're just looking at wins and losses. Because you mm-hmm. could say, oh, they look more competitive this year, uh, but compared to last year where they were missing Trey McGowan's for you know half of the season, or you know Bryce McGowan's was still trying to get used to playing as a true freshman in a very physical Big Alonzo Ten. Alonzo Verge was learning the point. Guard Alonzo position. Verge was learning how to play point guard <laughs> as opposed to uh, sixth man shooting guard. Like yeah. there, there's so many differences going on with this team that it is going to be hard to track progress so in reality you're probably just going to go off of wins and losses and and any type of postseason appearances for this basketball team if they make an nit and they win two games in the nit tournament i that's if they make the nit i think you bring them back for another year oh yeah oh yeah and especially if they make the NCAA tournament you definitely bring them back you talk about yeah contract extensions but it's it's just going to be hard to, to track because you've had such a lack of success for the past three, yep, four three years? years, three years, that any type of improvement kind of feels like a massive win. It does. And that, but I think it's just, it, it's weird to say, but just get back to Nebraska basketball's losing ways of before. The losing ways of recent have been historically bad. That, mm-hmm. That's where that's where that's what the surprise has been is that not just have has it not gone well, not just have they not made the Big 10 tournament. They're not even winning double digit games. No. No. Uh, and they did last year. But you look at the first 3 years, 7 and 25. Like Nebraska basketball program's bad, but 7 and 25 That shouldn't be happening. That's ridiculous. The next year, 7 and 20. And then last year, ten and twenty-two. So you might still have a less than five hundred records, but if you can win fourteen to fifteen games, it might be at, at least that small improvement. And then maybe you feel like you can maybe keep this unit together too. I think that's the next step too. Is Fred Hoiberg part of the, his job coming to Nebraska? And part of his plan was to get NBA type players on the court. Now, if you're Nebraska fans, and I'm thankful for it, I'm a big NBA fan. There was a big gap between Teron Lou and. I don't even know who who else would come in, um, but I, I think it was up until Isaiah Roby, basically. Yeah. Now you've got Roby, you've got Banton, you got McGowan's, and it's nice to have a presence in the NBA. But but two of those guys, McGowan's and Banton, it just didn't equate to wins. And sometimes it felt like they were more focused on their own development than winning with the team. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a, that's not a knock against those guys because they were recruited that way. That was part of the recruiting process is all get you to the NBA. So job well done on, on that side of the things, but the, you, you just need to get some victories. You need to get, and I think that to more than anything, you need effort. And that's what we saw kind of last night too, multiple times, multiple bodies hitting the floor, going for the ball. Yep. That's what Nebraska fans, even if you lose, even if you go 15 and 17 on the year, Nebraska fans can, can cheer for that team. That's something you'll remember is at least this team hustled. At least this team worked hard and they were, they were trying because that's a big thing that a lot of people, at least a lot of people on the internet were, were kind of getting after this team for last year is, Oh, well, it doesn't look like they're, they're trying. It doesn't look like they're working hard. They just kind of shut down. It looks like they gave up. So if you've got a team diving around and I'm not saying that they gave up last year, I think they were still trying to win. Just didn't work out for them. So if you've got a team diving around on the floor, getting offensive rebounds, getting defensive rebounds and hustling night in and night out, that's something that Nebraska fans can get behind and, and, and will cheer for. 
Well, and I'll cheer one way or the other because it's Husker basketball season. It's back, baby. It's nice to talk about it. Uh, and uh, there's a lot going on. So we'll talk about Husker football coming up uh, and, uh, and plenty more here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 